Hello, Metro Augusta. Hello, Georgia. And hello, wherever you are. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the July 26th edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. I certainly hope that you caught the last few episodes. Uh, we did a two-part series with Carla Delaney, who is the Director of Planning and Development Services for the City of Augusta. She gave us some great information about the comprehensive planning process and how you can participate with that. Um, she also covered some topics that people ask questions about frequently, such as code enforcement, questions about alcohol establishments and, you know, all of the regulations and where all these regulations come from and why they exist. And also she talked about uh, what to do with an old mall. We got into some discussion about the Regency Mall and upcoming plans for it. You know, there were some plans announced last year sometime and uh, we want to know what was going on about that. So she gave us a full explanation about what is happening with the Regency Mall property. If you missed that episode, you can go to several places to find it. One of those places is the Facebook page of the Local Matters Podcast of Georgia. If you are on Facebook uh, and you have not followed our page, please do follow the Local Matters Podcast of Georgia because both of those episodes are there. You just click on the link and listen to those. You can also go to my website, which is Janice allenjackson.weebly.com or just Google Janice Allen Jackson and Associates. And there's a local matters tab there, or you can go directly to SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. But uh, those are great episodes. And um, I think you will enjoy listening to those if you miss them. Um, Next, um, I already told you, please follow our page. So please follow our page. Also, please subscribe to YouTube. Uh, we don't post videos every week there, uh, but when we do, there's some good stuff. So please subscribe. Um, before we get into today's episode, I want to talk to you that, about something that is at the heart of why Local Matters exist. And that is a recent announcement by the Georgia Secretary of State's office in regard to their attempts to purge or clean up uh, the voter rolls here in our state. I happened to read articles in both the Augusta Chronicle as well as the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, which described what is going on um, with the Georgia Secretary of State's office. Um, it indicated that the state Secretary of State's office is poised to remove 191,473 voters previously placed in inactive status from the voter rolls which is to say that you may have registered to vote previously, but if you did not continue to vote on a regular basis or if you moved and did not notify them of your change of address, you very well can be dropped from the voter roll. So we want to make sure that everybody is aware of how that works. And that means that there is a need to either re-register if you get dropped or there's a need to notify them of your address to let them know that you are still in the state of Georgia and you're still voting in Georgia elections. 
If an inactive voter's county voter registration office receives no response to a mailed notice within 30 days, that voter will be taken off the list. Inactive voters who respond by updating their registration information will remain on the voter rolls. So if you get a notice in the mail um, asking if you are still at that location, at that address, and still interested in voting, please respond to that to let them know that you still want to retain your right to vote. Also, many times those notices will come back to the voter registration folks, to the Secretary of State's office and what have you. If you've moved, um, they don't know where to find you. So the last place they're going to send the notices to the last address that they had on file for you. And if you aren't there, it comes back undeliverable, they will automatically drop you from the rolls. So if you move, please notify them in advance. And I know sometimes moving is a very stressful event. There are a lot of things on your mind. But if you keep in mind how important it is that you are registered to vote, please notify the Office of Voter Registration and Elections of uh, your move so they know where you went. Many times that move doesn't mean that you're out of state of the out of the state of Georgia. Sometimes it does. You moved out of state, but many times folks just moved around the corner. But they've got to be able to keep up with you, and you have to do your part to let them know that. Um, state and federal law require periodic updating of voter registration records to account for lawful voters who have died or moved to a different address. So far this year, 75,676 voters have been taken off the voter list because of an out-of-state move. I also want you to know how you can get on the inactive list. Voters placed in inactive status for two general elections who have failed to update their records can be removed from the voter list. So you did from a new address, you didn't vote through two general election cycles, they very well may declare you inactive and next thing you know, you aren't uh, a registered voter in our state anymore. So please take heed to that. Also, before we uh, get into today's episode, want to make you aware of something that is taking place for uh, our residents of District 1, and in fact, anybody can attend. Commissioner Jordan Johnson is hosting a town hall meeting in Old Town this Thursday at 6 p.m at Heritage Academy to answer questions and hear concerns about the ongoing infrastructure improvements throughout downtown Augusta's. So if you live downtown, if you live in Old Town, or if you own a business in the area, or if you really just want to know what's happening, I know a lot of the streets are torn up. You know, I walk downtown on a regular basis. That's where I get my exercise, and I notice the construction crews are everywhere. Um, so this is just going to be an update on that process. Um, Heritage Academy, Auditorium, 333 Green Street, Augusta, Georgia, Thursday, July 27th, 6 p.m. Come in and get an update from Commissioner Jordan Johnson. Local Matters family, our guest today is Ms. Marquita Rucker. Uh, she is with us to discuss a big community event called the Back to School Mega Block Party. Um, that is going to take place on July 29th. But before we start discussing the details of the block party, we're going to first welcome Ms. Rucker to the show. How are you doing today, Ms. Rucker? 
I'm doing well. How are you? I am great. Thanks so much for joining the Local Matters family. Anytime you become a guest on the show, you become a part of the family. So we appreciate you joining. Um, As is our tradition on Local Matters, we always ask our guests to tell us a little bit about themselves as a way to connect with our audience. So if you could just let us know a little bit about you, please do. Okay, my name is Marquita Rucker. I am originally from Elberton, Georgia, with the granite capital of the world. And um, I moved to Augusta about um, 2006 as a college student. After finishing college, um, I was offered a job at Richmond County School System. Um, and I just I end up staying around ever since. And um, I've been in education for about a decade. Um, Up until recently, I've done work in the school system, either as a teacher or wraparound service facilitator. But in 2022, I felt that God was leading me to do my nonprofit full time. And so here I am. I am the CEO and founder of a local 501c nonprofit called SWAT Foundation. Excellent, excellent. So uh, that is quite a story. You saw a need and you took matters in your own hands and created a nonprofit to address that need? Well, no, ma'am. Um, what happened um, during the time that I was in school, my mom was diagnosed with um, stage four multiple myelomia cancer. And SWAT was actually something that she started oh. in, um, in my local community in Elberton. And then when she passed, I felt like it was my responsibility to continue her legacy. And so I picked it up and made SWAT a legal entity. And for the last couple of years, our focus has been on helping people who've been impacted by cancer. Um, Now, recently, our mission, because we have grown, our mission has grown. And so last year, we adopted a new mission. Our new mission is to help people is to provide intervention services to meet the urgent needs of the community. Um, What we've noticed is um, needs change and evolve. And so social programs. So we want to make sure that our programs are meeting the needs of the community. We're not just staying stagnant, doing something that we want to do. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing that about your background. And um, you came here today to talk specifically about the Back to School Beggar Block Party. As I indicated earlier, it takes place on July 29th. Is that a Saturday? Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. Great. Starts at 11 a.m., lasts until 2 p.m., and it's going to be held at a place very familiar to me, which is the Good Shepherd Baptist Church, where I am a member So um, that day, um, you'll be distributing backpacks and providing some services to people who attend. If you could just talk a little bit more just in detail about um, who can come to the event, what they expect to see when they get there, I think that would be very helpful for our listeners. Okay, great. So um, anyone... Can attend the event. We are actually hoping 
um, to serve up to 5,000. So we're asking everybody to come out if you are in need of school supplies um, and other services. Um, and so what it'll look like, and we have a link where you guys can pre-register. You don't have to wait until you get there to actually check in or register. We have a link that I can share with Ms. Janice um, so she can get it out to her listeners where you can actually um, pre-register because this is not your average back to school bash. Um, upon um, coming to the back to school bash, we're going to have several things that are going to happen. One, we partnered up with the um, Blood Connection. And anyone who donates blood will be receiving $70. So that's additional funds that parents may be able to use or teenagers, because teenagers can donate as well, that they'll be able to use to get themselves ready for back to school. In addition to that, we will have um, community resources there. We'll have people who will be able to visit with other community partners and get information about the organization and the services that they offer. Like we'll have mental health um, resources there. So if there are any parents in need of mental health resources, we will have community partners there to provide that information. Behavior health resources, we'll have community health partners there to provide that information. Financial literacy resources, we'll have partners there to provide that information. Once you get your information, you'll be able to go over and get supplies for every child that is present with you. And that's one of the most important things that they remember to bring their children with them so that we can properly serve everyone who is there. In addition to getting school supplies, we're also um, having free haircuts, um, free basic hairstyles. So you're going to be able to get your school supplies, any toiletries that you may need for going back to school, and we're going to make sure that you groom correctly. Um, in addition to that, um, we have some community partners that will be providing food boxes um, from a, a Golden Harvest. And that's going to be courtesy of Good Shepherd. Good Shepherd is also opening up their clothing and shoe closet that parents can also get free clothes and shoes. So it's going to actually be a hand up for our parents and not a handout. And we're all oh, in health screenings. One thing um, that we're going to be offering as well is health screenings, blood pressure checks, A1C checks. Um, anyone in need of that, those services will also be able to get those services. Students will also be able to get vision screenings courtesy of Augusta University through their mobile health van that they just rolled out this summer. And so that's very exciting because it's important that students um, have the proper equipment to see with when going back to school. And that's kind of what it'll look like when they show up July 29th. It's going to be an awesome time and an awesome experience for the community. And one note, and then I want to get into services a little bit more. Is it going to be outdoors in the parking lot or is it it's going to be brought inside the building? It's kind of going to be both. So okay. the majority of the services will be inside, but some of the things like the mobiles, like the blood mobile mobile, it will be outside, but it's inside of a cooled a mobile unit. 
the vision screeners will be outside, but it's inside of a mobile van. So although some things are located outside, it's kind of still inside, if that makes sense. Okay, I got you. I got you. It makes a lot of sense. And um, how many years have you been doing this in the community? I know this isn't the first year. No, ma'am. This is our eighth year. Okay. All right. Very good. And have you always had this many partners or has it been growing gradually over the time? So actually, no. For the last couple of years, we have tried to tackle this thing by ourselves. But last year I was talking with another community partner and I'm like, it's just, it's gotta be another way that we can do this. We have so many back to school bashes in this area and we still have children going back to school without the tools that they need. So we decided to do something about that. We did a huge lunch and learn back in September and we presented facts on why it's important for students to have the tools that they need to be successful. We also presented facts on why it would be um, beneficial for us to try to tackle poverty together than apart. And um, we talked about how we would be more efficient and effective with our resources if we pulled together and we did one mega back to school bash together instead of several um, alone. And right now we have almost 50 partners that have said, yes, I will not tackle this issue by myself. I am going to work together um, with this collaborative um, effort in my community to be more efficient and effective. And it's, it's been awesome. Excellent. Excellent. And you've got, yes, so many partners just taking a look at the flyer for the event. I mean, it's everybody from Georgia Power to the Girl Scouts to Publix, um, the Community Blood Center, Department of Public Health, the Library, um, uh, AU Health, Walmart, Oak Street Health. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on of partners from a direct, diverse array of organizations that have come together to make this, this happen. So I will congratulate you all on being able to pull together in this way, because a lot of times in our community, we will see that folks have events and each organization is trying to go on their own instead of building partnerships. Oh. And um, this proves that people really can pull together. There's an interest in doing that and you can make a bigger and better event if everybody comes together to make together uh, to make that happen. So um, congratulations on, on doing that. Um, I know you may, made some reference to a meal. I think you said there was going to be some food there. Can you elaborate a little bit more? Because I know a lot of times, particularly over the weekends, parents are looking for ways to feed their kids. Absolutely. Um, Good Shepherd Church has so graciously, um, they'll be providing food boxes to families who attend the event. In addition to that, they'll be providing access to their um, clothing closets. So anyone in need of clothing for back to school will be able to take advantage of that offer as well. Okay, excellent, excellent. And uh, once uh, people undergo the screenings, if they detect that there is a problem of some sort, is there any follow-up that the children or the parents can get um, once they learn that there may be something that does require follow-up? Absolutely. So um, because we have so many different screenings and services, um, there are several different um, follow-up processes. So um, 
if there are parents who aren't able, who weren't able to get their child um, vaccines for going to school yet, we have DPH and Medical Associates Plus who will be giving printouts of needed vaccines for going back to school. Um, and those parents will be able to set appointments right there and they'll be able to get um, get to their appointments. In addition to that, we're going to have the um, medical associates, dental mobile that will be going out to the schools of parents who sign up for those services um, as well. So they may be, be in need of dental services that day, but do not get served, but they can sign up for the mobile dental van to go out to their school to follow up for cleaning services, or they'll be able to follow up for those vaccine services. Um, we also have partners. If students fail vision screeners that students can go to to get free glasses as well. Excellent, excellent. So it's a one-day event, but it's really not a one-day event because yeah. there's, there's going to be the possibility to really address those needs um, yeah. as they move forward. Okay, that is wonderful. Hey, um, tell me, is there anything else that I should have asked you about the event uh, that we should cover now? Sure. So um, one of the, the best things about the event is the wraparound services. We want to give parents access not only to school supplies, because when those school supplies run out, you still may be in need of help. We want this event to be a hand up and not a handout. So we'll have people, um, com community partners there that can provide things like access to um financial literacy. So it may be someone who's coming and getting school supplies who may be in need of help with credit services, um, budgeting. We'll have people who can give you their contact information so you can follow up and get those services. We'll have uh, Walmart and uh, D1 staffing um, in the building and you can fill out an application on site. So it may that some parents are in the line because they need help with finding a job. So we're hoping that parents can go home with jobs on the spot so that the following year, we can report that we have some people who are no longer in line because they were so impacted the previous year that they were able to become self-sustainable. Okay, so, so those are the services that we'll be offering. So excellent. When you mentioned job, that's like the magic word there. So um, it's really not just for the kids. It's for the whole family. It's a family affair. Okay. Which is to say, parents, if you're thinking about just sending your kid up the street to pick up a backpack, you're missing out. Yes. Please come with them. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us to tell us about the event. Thank you so much for holding the event. Um, is there anything else before we close out that you really want to share uh, with our listeners, either about the event itself or even uh, more about the SWAT Foundation? Well, I would like to thank you for allowing us to come on. I also would like to let people know that we are still accepting donations and partners for the event up until July the 15th. So um, we're not just trying to appeal to the community, but to community partners as well. So we're looking for other community partners that want to still get involved, other uh, people 
who may want to donate or volunteer, we are definitely still looking to connect with other partners. Um, and I'll tell you a little bit about SWAT Foundation. So we are a local 501c3 nonprofit. We're located down at 600 Broad Street. Um, we provide several programs to the community, but our three biggest programs are, one, we have a job skills and training program called Influencer. We help women start and maintain their own business. We also have our Retool the School educational program, which is um, what the Mega Back to School Bash falls under. We provide school supplies for students throughout the CSRA and in Elberton, Georgia. And we also have a um, winter program called Winter Wonderland. And with Winter Wonderland, um, during the winter months, we provide coats, um, hats, gloves, scarves, anything that um, people would need throughout the winter season. And also, um, we provide books and toys um, as assistance with Christmas. Those are our three biggest programs that we have. So check us out. Okay. And and speaking of checking you out, do you all have social media pages? Is there a website? What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? So if you guys are wanting to look us up, we do have um, Facebook um, at SWAT Foundation. We also have Instagram and it's called SWAT Foundation as well. And we also have a website. It's SWATFoundationINC.org. SWATFoundationINC.org. Okay. As well as Facebook and Instagram. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you so much. I know um, a lot of times people will look at the school system or look at the government and say, hey, you know, they need to be doing this and they need to be doing that and da-da-da-da-da. And all that's fine and good, except for the fact that those government entities really can't do everything on their own. They need help of nonprofit organizations, community partners, and just individuals who want to make a difference. So we really appreciate the uh, efforts that the SWAT Foundation has undertaken along with their partners to, to meet some of those needs of uh, families in our community. Well, thank you for allow helping us spread the word, Ms. Janice. You're very welcome. Take care and we wish you the best. You too. Thank you. Local Matters family, that was Ms. Marquita Rucker. Uh, also want to tell you about another giveaway that's going to take place also this coming Saturday, June, July 29th. This one will be at May Park Community Center, 622 4th Street. Uh, it'll start at 10 a.m., in at 2 p.m., and is open to students of all ages. Uh, this particular back-to-school event will be hosted by Commissioner Francine Scott. So if you're near that area, that one's available to you, it's available to anybody who comes, but maybe more convenient for you to get to that one or over in the Good Shepherd Baptist Church, Olive Road area, that may be more convenient. So please take advantage of the fact that uh, these resources are being made available to people in our community who may not have all of the school supplies and other things uh, that they need to get prepared for the school year. Please join Local Matters next week. My guest will be Wallace White. He is with AARP. Thanks so much for being a part of the family. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. 
For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net, because local matters.